You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello and welcome back again. I am here with John for the third session <laughs> in a row. I so love that we've got him here. I won't make the same joke three times in a row. Um, hey, before you get started and get into this with us, before we get too far and before the intro music stops, if you haven't already done this, take a second, go find your favorite worship playlist, spend some time with God, uh, just worshiping him. There's there's not a lot we can give to God. Right. Yeah. That we can. That we can give. Right. right. Um, I, I love yeah. that reality about right. worship, not to harp on this for too long, yeah. but I really do. I love that. Um, the not not the singing nothing that the only thing I truly have yeah. to give is myself to Him in worship. And Jesus says that's what He's seeking for. That's those exactly who will right. worship Him, not not and do something and exactly, but worship Him. He never he, yes exactly. Yeah. Man, oh, that's yeah. a whole message we get into. Yeah. I like Romans Romans twelve two. I think it is. Yeah. Present yourselves as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, for that's your reasonable, reasonable act, act of worship. Right. Reasonable yeah. act of worship. Anyway, right. that's good. So if you haven't done it, jump on there. Uh, you, we have worship at redux.church, but you don't have to listen to that. Um, we, we update that playlist as often as we can, but you can go uh, to Spotify or some other place, YouTube, find your favorite worship set and spend some time in worship. Um, like I said before, we're going to wrap up John uh, with this session and uh, let's just uh, let's just get right into it, shall we? The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. 
I misspoke. I said we're going to finish John. We're going to finish John chapter John 1. John chapter 1, right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd pick up on that. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's like not what we're doing. Um, man, oh, gosh. I, oh, I So far, I'm always the one jumping out. What, what, that's all right. What do you say? What, what sticks out to you when you hear all of those things? Well, uh, the fact that the revelation of Jesus Christ moves you in a way you want others to know him too, right? Yeah. And so here are, John has declared who he is. He has disciples following him, right? But once he's declared Jesus as a Messiah, the one greater than me, the one I'm not worthy to untie his sandals, something happens in the heart of his disciples and the heart of John. Right. They begin to follow Jesus. How many of us want to give up our ministry and give it to somebody else, right? Right. Which is so powerful of the heart that John was living in the position he had in God, understanding the parameters of his calling and his purpose. Mm -hmm. He was to make the way, declare the way, reveal the Messiah, and technically his ministry was over. Right. And so go follow him now. Right. Yeah. He was done. And what a powerful statement of submission, Mm. true submission to the will and purpose and calling of God, uh, because I think we're all challenged at times. Uh, whose ministry is this anyway? Man, that's uh, good. We tend to want to put our face on it, our name on it. It's my ministry, my church. Uh, he told me a few years ago, son, they're not your, they're my people, not yours. It's my church, not yours. Take your hands off of them. Bless them when they come. Bless them when they go. Pour into them while they're there. Uh, but I, they're living stones. I can take them out of one place and put them wherever I want them to be. So mm-hmm. get over your angst of people coming and going. Cause as a leader and a pastor, you tend to do that because again, as subconsciously, um, you're wanting to build something for right. God to impress God, maybe to make some kind of impact. Right. I'm going to win the world. Right. Right. Uh, and he said, no, 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 no. You, you just do what I tell you to do. That's I reward faithfulness, not accomplishment. Just mm-hmm. be faithful. And John was, and when the time came for this shift to take place in his ministry with his disciples, he embraced it, which yeah. I think is a powerful statement of the character and nature he walked in. Yeah, I had a, a circumstance happen years and years ago where I, I kind of went to the Lord and said, I, I can't understand this. Um, as a worship leader, I would have band guys literally over the years, I've played with well over 100, maybe 150, 160, 170, I don't know, a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the last time I counted was over 15 years ago, and I've played with a lot of people since then, and it was over 100 then. So anyway, all that to say, um, I never considered any of these guys, no, I shouldn't say I never. When I was 19, sure. I, I remember being wrecked yeah. the first time I lost a player right. going, what did I do? Yeah, right. And God, it's so funny because I said this, I said, God, what, what am I going to do? And, and I felt like God said to me, oh, I don't know. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and just, right. he's like, are you kidding Hello. me? <laughs> right. and, but I think that's the thing. What's, I was encountering this myself. I had, um, I had a leader asking me to be committed to them. Yeah. And the way it was being asked was kind of awkward to me. And I said, well, I mean, I'm committed to what God's telling me to do. Sure. And I feel like that's to be here right now. Right. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy to do that forever. Right. And it wasn't good enough for this sure. guy. And, sure. um, and I said, well, so I went away for, and, I, and I thought of all the other people who had left uh, the ministry he was a part of and how he just took it so personally. And I said, Lord, why why does he take it personally? And I really heard the Lord say, because that's his ministry and not mine. Right. 
And I, I thought, oh my goodness. Yeah. And we do that. We get so easily confused because when God's using us, and this doesn't have to be someone who works in a church. Sure. This literally can be anybody. Um, I've known people who you know have their regular full-time jobs doing their thing, but they have a gift of, let's say, prophecy. They have a gift mm-hmm. of prophecy, and they're sharing this stuff with people, words of knowledge, but they can be offended yeah. when a person doesn't receive that. Right. Well, is it your mm-hmm. ministry or is it his? You can be disappointed. Sure. You know, sure. but being offended by it is, is kind of a telltale sign of where you're placing that. Right. Well, we know later Jesus weeps over Jerusalem right. because they didn't receive what he brought to them and he knew what was waiting them, you know. So there's certainly that element I understand. Oh, yeah, sure. But uh, I think that the, the problem is sometimes, again, when we get, uh, we're so identified with what we do that we think that's the substance of who we are. Right. And so any diminishing returns. There's no real diminishing returns in the kingdom of God. Right. Even in the people that you have uh, ministered with band players throughout the years, you know, the beauty of it is when you're together, there's this kononia, this impartation, mm. you're growing, you're building. And if they go somewhere else, they're carrying more than what they had when they first came. Right. Praise God. So if you yeah. understand, and I think that's the biblical model because it's, it's, we are one body, one spirit, one Lord, and uh, I may pastor a particular location, a particular group, somebody else, another group, another location, but we're all one body. Right. And in the spiritual sense, there's this unseen connection. And if we're blessing and encouraging and helping each other, then it's a win-win. You don't really lose. You just, again, God may say, okay, your time here is over. I need to put you over here for a greater purpose, right? So you bless that. Now it takes a lot of integrity. It takes a lot of, uh, I think, a sense of... Um, wholeness, completeness, um, confidence that you, you know what your plan of purpose is in God's kingdom. And so therefore nothing mm-hmm. else is going to uh, redefine that. Right. Well, and it does go back to value. Like we talked value, about the right, last, right. When, you know, John the Baptist knew who he was. Right. And there's a confident, when you know who you are, nothing shakes nothing that. Nothing shakes that. Right? right. And so he doesn't, yeah. it, you know, when his disciples go, oh, there's the Messiah by John. He's right. like, no, John's saying there's the Messiah. Guys, what are you doing here? Right. right. So he's directing that traffic, so to speak. Right. And and I think, man, I just me, I will just say me personally, just yeah. having gone through talking about this, I've experienced John the Baptist in a way I never have before. Right. Because I'm thinking, my goodness, the humility this man had. Right. To just lay these things down. And, and then it made me think of other ministers I know. Um, a close friend of ours, Wayne. Yes. Uh, part of Redux. He... I would say he falls in that category. He's laid his things down to pick up others, others things, other people's ministries, and to become a part of those things. That is amazing. Right. As in today's world, that is amazing. That is very amazing. It sure is. And even Stephen Cunningham, one of the other guys that uh-huh. we do, this guy, he's about the kingdom. He's yes. about helping others and 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 doing what he can to be a part of that. Right. You yeah. do that. <laughs> Stand, I felt like I felt like just right then I felt like the Pharisees yeah. I had standing right in front of me. No, but you've done yeah. this for years. Yeah. Every Wednesday yeah. you're out and you're praying with these other churches and yeah. and, and as a lead pastor you prayed yeah. for churches every Sunday which has now been continue with right, your son in his right, process. Right. I think this is such a, a rare quality yeah. and, and I love that it's exemplified. And I think what we see here in this passage, I'm going to bring this up 
um, is the same thing. Following day, uh, as Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And and I, and I so here it is. He's like, all right, guys, yeah. that's this is the point right, right. there. We've, yeah. been, we've been doing that. I love, though, to switch gears a little bit, yeah. I love what Jesus said here. He says, uh, he says, Jesus looked around and saw them following. And he says, what do you want? Mm-hmm. He asked them, they replied, Rabbi, where are you staying? And I love Jesus. He could have said, down there. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. But he said, come yeah. and see. Yeah. I love that. He, this is the first example to me of really Jesus inviting mankind to be with him. Right. Right? Here's where I'm going. Come and see. Come sure. taste and see that I'm good. Come be a part of all of this. Right, right. Well, I think... Uh, in fulfilling the desire of their heart, what do you want? They had to process that out. That's true. They had to walk it out with him. Uh, most of us, you know, want an upfront, a quick fix type thing. You know, mm-hmm. here's here's my needs, here's my desires. I need it now. Most everything is going to come through processing with right. God in things, right? Right. And so I think that's very significant. And they were willing again. What kind of affinity and connection did they have to John, who was their leader, John yeah. the Baptist? I mean, they had to be willing. Right. To make a shift within their own focus and heart to say, okay, I'm hearing from John's declaration and from obviously the revelation that this is now the one that our focus and direction should be toward him. Now, as much as we love John, we don't, we don't have this, uh, you know, this sort of this soul tie that right. says, well, no, no matter what, I'm going to stay here. Well, what if God wants you somewhere else type thing? Well, know? I want to be committed. I want to be, be faithful. Yeah. That yeah. commitment is to a man. That's right. If that was, the, if that's what you're saying. That's right. And this is where we in leadership uh, corrupt it mm. because John didn't hold on to them. Right. He knew his time, his purpose had been fulfilled. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at times we have this tendency because again, of things that are lacking within us. Uh, we tend to find value in other people's commitment to us. And I think we can overplay it. I, I think there's an element in the body of Christ about a, you know, someone going to be my armor bearer. They're going to, mm-hmm. you know, carry my Bible, do everything for me. Like I'm some deity, right? Right. I think it's so totally overplayed. And I think it gives a false concept. We're to be servant leaders and serve other people in, in leadership. And I think that's obviously what John was. And he had such a heart and humility before God. He said, Hey, go ahead guys. Follow. Yeah. He's the one go after him. Right. Yeah. Man. So, I, that's so, I, I love that. Um, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, let's bring this one yeah. into it. Was one of those men who heard what John said and followed Andrew went and found his brother, Simon. So here we see, he says, Hey, we found the Messiah. Like you said before, yep. It gives you this desire to want to tell everybody, right? right? Yeah. And then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Uh, looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, <laughs> son of John. Yeah. He, he gave him, he, he titled him. <laughs> yeah. And he says, but you will be called Cephas, yeah. which means Peter. So he renames yeah. him. And uh, then they go to Galilee. What, what do you hear in that, in that moment? Well, obviously in the renaming, Jesus saw his future. Jesus saw who he was going to become. Yeah. It's you know, prophetic, he, he, isn't it? Yeah, he wasn't yeah. there at that moment, but Peter, a rock, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I think they say, you know, this this concept of Cephas, a little rock, but he's going to come become a big rock, right, with right. Peter. Um, and so it's like the Lord, technically the Bible says he God gives us a new name. We yeah. won't know it till we get, quote, to heaven. Yeah. I think God sees us and knows us and calls us and works with us as who he sees us and wants us to be. We have to redefine that. 
and be willing to embrace that, right? I mean, I can look back on my life and I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Yeah, you were uh, a banker. Yeah, yeah. And even before that, you know, never was able to stand up and really speak to anybody publicly. I always had this real uh, inferiority complex, all this kind of stuff. And yet I knew from the age of five, my dad said, God called you to preach at the age of five. Wow. Yeah, because I stood up one day, we're supposed to pray over the dinner, and it's my time to pray at lunch, er, over dinner at the house. I stood up and preached for 30 minutes before. <laughs> and I, So anyway, uh, but, but I'm saying God sees what he wants us to become. Mm-hmm. And if we'll embrace that, I mean, he had to be willing to think of himself differently and look at himself differently. Right. And then it wasn't until the processing through the denials and everything else that on the day of Pentecost, he stands up and is this this rock and this person who, uh, initiates uh, the message of the of the kingdom of God. You know, it's funny you said that your dad said that when you were five. <laughs> yeah. My my grandma had always told me uh, you're a preacher. Okay, and and I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. and you know, in all these years in ministry yeah. doing worship, she sometimes I'd be called a youth pastor too, yeah. but that was more senility setting in. But she would say, <laughs> she would say, you're a pastor or you're a preacher, and. And, you know, it's not until now that that is the closest fit, right. so to speak. It's not, I, you know, me and, and uh, boxing in those titles. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but but ultimately, it's like I, I denied that forever. I never, ever saw myself spending time, we'll say this, spending time communicating just by speaking. Right. And sure. uh, now in my life, it's I spend uh, six to ten hours a week doing right. just that and right I find that amazing unfortunately yeah. she passed away before any of that even oh, happened is that a fact? but she knows about she it knew, she knows about it that's <laughs> she right knows about it now. yeah she prophesied it and it's, it's became become a reality exactly and even through your music you're preaching you're preaching well, everything right. you do you're you're delivering a message that's really that is true that's what john yeah. did he had a message i was a messenger yeah. we're all messengers in whatever format and formula that might work out with our lives we're declaring something all the time right mm-hmm. and so you're 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 declaring and preaching and all that you say and do, whether it's musically or uh, podcasting, anything else. So, yeah. uh, I love this next passage. I love when we get into the Nathaniel stuff. Yeah. Uh, Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus. I, can you imagine this though? It's like, he's, he's literally, because Philip seems to be the guy, right? right. He's going over. Guys, yeah. listen, I, I know we've been looking for him. Just let <laughs> We found the Messiah. Uh, I'll be right back. Hey, <laughs> Jason, you know, we, we found the Messiah. You know, the guy that Moses, yeah. we found him. You know, he's just telling everybody. Tell right. And then Nathaniel's like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> he sits back, he's like, they've been saying they found the Messiah for years, right? <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute. You, you said he came from Nazareth. What? Nothing good comes from Nazareth. <laughs> and so I, I love it because Jesus was, Jesus's response. It's almost like these guys are ribbing each other because uh-huh. he's right there. Right. He's right he's, there, he's, yeah. he's there. And so Jesus is like, <laughs> let's pull it up. So, uh, where, where is he at? It says, uh, Jesus said, now there or here is a genuine son of Israel, a man, a man of complete integrity. Yeah. I hear that with almost an air of sarcasm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Cause he's very sarcastic in his response. He's, right. he's from Nazareth. Exactly. You know, he's speaking to Jesus. Right. And he's like, it's a downer, right? And and he's like, yep, that's yeah, a true Jew. Because what did what did we hear from John? Jews rejected Jew, him. Jews rejected him. So right. here it is, like, yep, there's a genuine yeah. son of Israel. Because yeah. he's com- he's and a man of complete integrity. He is living up to his reputation completely. Yeah. And then he says, How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. <laughs> Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Yeah. And Jesus has a way of doing this. He has a way right. Of doing we'll see this throughout all yeah. of this book and, and the other gospels. But 
But he says that to him, and then I love this part. Uh, then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God. Instantly Jeez, yeah. changes his tune. I'm reminded of the woman at the well, yeah. right? The woman at the well, he says, because she's combative, right? right? She's a Samaritan. Jews and Samaritans were not simpatico. Yeah. And so <laughs> she's sitting there talking to him. He's like, no. I mean, you know, you, why are you over here drawing? You don't even have anything to get water out. Right. And wait, don't you Jews say you have to worship in Jerusalem <laughs> yeah. and we're over here? And and he's like, listen, lady, yeah, right. <laughs> first off, let me just say this. It doesn't matter where, there's coming a day where Jews, and doesn't matter where you're going to worship because God's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and truth, right. which we repre- right. re- uh, referenced earlier. Yeah. And then at this one point, he finally says to her, she's like, well, I don't have a husband. He goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You don't have a husband, yeah, do you? And, and she goes, I love it. She goes, yeah. well, I perceive you to be a prophet, sir. <laughs> well, he does that same thing to Nathaniel, right? It, so Nathaniel's response was, well, surely you are the son of God, king of Israel. <laughs> and, in, and then I love Jesus saying that, right? He yeah. says, do you believe this just because I told you? I had seen you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than this. And he said, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> these these moments in scripture. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake that people make when we get into reading scripture, John, is I think they have a tendency to to accomplish reading the scripture. Yes. Does that make sense? I know what you're saying. Sure. It's like, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with setting goals, right? Right. But it's like I want to accomplish this right. in a way that's almost uh, formulatic. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a word, but if it's not, it's really it should <laughs> it be. Sounds like it. Um, so it's like <laughs> if I do this, like these if then statements, right? If I yeah. do this, then this will happen. Right. And and there's some there is reality that you can't you can't read scripture and commune with God and not be changed, right? Right. But man, being able to just simply take the moment, and this is really why at Redux we're wanting to do this, and the majority of all of our weekly content is this. Sure. It's so that we can help a person yeah. go through that and process it and think through it. Anyway, I'm getting off track yeah. a little bit, but <laughs> tell me what you see in all that, you know, maybe something we hadn't talked about. Well, um, you know, I, I think, again, Nathaniel's response based upon this sort of supernatural aspect of Jesus. Like yeah. he can see the future. He can see beyond just the, the frame of reference that he's in at the moment, you know, um, was certainly impactful to him. Of course, we know that they have been taught there are certain, quote, miracles the Messiah would do when he came. Right. So they were looking for somebody who could do these things, Right. And so I think that was the fact that Jesus functioned in this relative supernatural way was another indicator that, hey, this is the guy, right? Yeah. But to Jesus, big deal. I've got something <laughs> right. so much more right. than this, you know. It's, it's, like, it's, you know, it's like sometimes so, somebody giving you a, a word uh, of knowledge or some word that speaks right to where you're at. And you say, whoa, because I remember it happening to me in Oklahoma City years ago. Mm. I'd received this sense of after I... I came to Christ in California and I knew God had called me into ministry, mm-hmm. but I was wrestling a lot with myself in that. 
come to Oklahoma City. My dad takes us to downtown, some little theater. He was always off on the edge in some of these meetings, and this lady evangelist from Texas was there, and she's up there preaching and walking around down, up and down the aisle and all this kind of stuff. It's in a, a movie theater, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she walks right up to me, Stoss walks right up to me and says, God has called you to preach and just begin to speak right into my spirit truth wow. that I'd been wrestling with. I thought, wow. That was a confirmation to me, yeah. right? A greater challenge to submit and commit, right? But it didn't stop there. I had to walk that out. Mm -hmm. I had to go and pursue that. And I think in this sense, sometimes we get so so awed by the moment, we don't pursue more beyond that to see how that's going to unfold, right? Um, I, I think it's funny. Sometimes we, we live by the prophecies of the past. Everybody has their prophecy book that they received. Go read your prophecies again. You know, mm. Well, when are you going to embrace that and move beyond that, right? Because mm -hmm. that prophecy wasn't just for the moment. It's to spur you to move forward. That's really what prophecy is for, to get you to moving into something greater. And um, uh, so anyway, I think that's significant that it had that kind of impact. And he embraced it. Um, and uh, obviously begin to walk that out with Christ as one of the 12. Yeah. I had this, uh, you, you said that prophecy book, I was reminded, I've, I've always been encouraged to journal. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've done it off and on, mostly off um, right. over the years. But uh, you know me, we do a lot of work together and, and you, you know, I have my little notebooks. Yes. And those, those often just get little notes in. I wouldn't sure. call it journaling, although sure. it probably is. But one of the things that I always thought about in that, what kind of, spurred me a little bit is I thought, okay, I don't want to live off of what I wrote here. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. I know, I know that there are some folks that go back and it's like, well, God told me this, yeah. you know, 17 years ago and I haven't done it. Right. Now there's some validity to doing what God tells you to do. And until right. you do, you're kind of stuck. So right. I, I can't really speak to the specifics in all these things, but, but there was something that really stuck out to me was I always use this example that in 1980, God spoke to a, we'll just make something up here. God spoke to a man named Brian and said, Brian, I want you to start a tape ministry. Yeah. In 1980. Yeah. So Brian dilly dallied and now it's 2022 and he's finally starting his tape ministry. Right. When nobody has tapes. Nobody has tapes anymore. <laughs> but he's so dogmatic because yeah. it says right here, God said start a tape ministry. <laughs> and so we kind of lose sight right, right of, of right. The, the purpose behind sure. it. And sure. so I always kind of settled in myself, okay, if this is something, I, I call it, if it's fruit that remains, if this is something that God said and it lives there, mm -hmm. I'm not going to forget this. Right. He's going to always bring this back to me. It's right. an active living process. Right. 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 So it's, it's kind of like back and forth. You don't want to just get so stuck in and reading this but every day is a fresh revelation sure, from him right sure well and i didn't mean to sound derogatory in, in having no, quote huh. a prophecy book but to me the significance would be go back and say make a note that's fulfilled that was fulfilled how has it yes. is it still in processing or for instance uh we know a number of years ago of course the bombing that happened here in oklahoma city and then a lot of us in leadership begin to gather and pray for each other and things. And we've had a lot of prophecies spoken over Oklahoma city and, mm -hmm. and the church in Oklahoma city and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, that's been years ago. Um, and one day I was, I was praying and I was just asking, Lord, how come we haven't seen things fulfilled in the city? Like has been prophesied. 
He said, because my people are not doing what I told them to do. Mm. We get so enthralled with the prophecy, we write it out. Yeah, I got a prophetic word. And sit and wait for it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Praise <laughs> right. God. That means that's, that's, a, that's a directive from God to get up and do something, right? right? And so the significance would be in your journaling or anything, go back and say, yeah. This happened. And I've done that before. I've gone back and looked into mine, and, and I'll make a note. Yeah, that was fulfilled. That was fulfilled, you know. Uh, and some of them may still be unfolding, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think it's significant, again, that we embrace that this is, we're becoming something. We never arrive. And once we sort of uh, put the brakes on, that's it. We never go beyond that. And everything that God does for us is always to move us forward into the fulfillment of our purpose and our plan, yeah. like John embraced his. Uh, and and then in the context of the spiritual body, Ephesians says to grow up into the full man, Christ Jesus. So the community can see Jesus in the church, right. not their individual distinctives or, right. you know, their well, egos or whatever the case. The be. other side of that coin, too, is imagine if God told that same man, uh, Brian, in 1980 to start an MP3 ministry. Right. right. <laughs> that doesn't make any that sense. Make any right. Sense. So so a lot of that, I, I think we have to understand God puts us on these paths. Right. Right. And, and so the more complex of a, a direction that he's taking, sometimes he just is telling you an instruction to get you to move forward, right? right? We talked about that before. A car just sitting there sure. without motion can't turn. And yeah. so he's moving, you're moving forward in the direction you're supposed to go, but you don't under, yeah. you couldn't understand no. what he has for you. <laughs> if he had told me even, even 10 years ago about what he has me doing today, yeah. I don't yeah. think I'd fully grasp it. Right. Right. And, uh, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And, and so I think that that's a big thing that we, we can't overlook either. Right. You know, well, the reality is if he would have started the tape ministry, it probably would have become an MP3 because sure. he would have processed through the development. Right. You're where you are today because you started with what you had whenever you started. Sure. Right. And so you, you grow and you move with God in the, in the unfolding of these things, right. but you got to start, you right. got to get up and fulfill that word, what John did and what these disciples eventually did, you know? Yeah. Um, and only then can we end up before the Lord and one day hear him say, you were a faithful, sir. You Amen. were so faithful. Come on in. Right. Amen. You did what I called you to do. And, um, and the Lord's the one that really defines that. We don't, we can think we know. We just walk it out and live day by day. You're in positions now doing things now you never dreamed of before because, number one, didn't have the equipment, didn't have the right. season to do it. But you're not where you're going to be yet. No. You're always no. in development. And if we can embrace that, life becomes an adventure right. all the time, right? I, I look forward to the person who's listening to this right now, and it's two years after we recorded it. And they're going, man, that sure looked weird back then. Yeah, right. <laughs> I look forward to being the guy that's doing yeah. that too. Why don't yeah. you pray for us as we all close right. out? Well, Father, I thank you that you are talking to all of us. I just sense in my heart, Lord, that there's people listening to this, that you're, you've even instructed them to do some things and they've been reluctant. I just mm. pray they'll be motivated yes. to take what they have in their hand and cast it out before you, Lord, sow it and begin to see what you're going to bring through their life because uh, you always bring increase when we sow something that you call us to do and do something that you've instructed us to do. So we just bless those that are listening. Reveal yourself to them in powerful ways as they continue through the book of John. And we just celebrate all that they're becoming in you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, John, for doing the thank first you chapter for, with me. Thank you for. I, I, I'm a namesake. I didn't even realize I, I didn't put it together. John talking about <laughs> You're John, so used right? To it. Well, I'm sure we'll be back. Uh, you'll be yeah. back for thank you. One of these few chapters. <laughs> Who knows? I'm thinking chapter four or five. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us and being a part of this as well. As I always say here, if you want to do anything to help support what we're doing, please just consider sharing this video uh, or this podcast, depending on how you're listening to it. Share this with somebody uh, who could use it. And uh, uh, man, I just want to thank you so much again for being a part. If you think about it, pray for us. And if you feel led to do so, you can give online at redux.church. Anything helps. And if God is leading you to give, awesome. Prayerfully considered, maybe going monthly, $4 a month. Not five, four is more fun. (laughs) Anyway, God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us, and we will definitely see you next time.